How's it going, everybody? I am Charlie. I am joined by the good brother, Garrett, the Duke of Derbs. And you guys already know, we had Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor tonight. And we were just kind of talking. I think the theme of tonight was some surprising results, right? I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we'll we'll go through it. But there was a couple of, of matches where going into it, you were pretty sure, or at least you thought you were pretty sure, you yeah. knew what was going to happen. Um, and sometimes sometimes that's not the case in the wrestling business. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and yeah, definitely a couple tonight. I'm like, whoa, that's where we went? Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, quite a few. Now, I, I'm just, it's so much, there was so much on the show. I'm just, I'm just now like processing a lot of it. So for me, it's like, yeah, there's surprising things on there, but. I mean, to be honest with you, like, if there were to be, like, massive, you could have made some headlines coming out of the show, granted, but, I mean, not, like, big headlines, but, like, in the wrestling world, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, if they're wanting to not, like, shake things up too much until they can figure out what this Ring of Honor is, I mean, I guess I can understand that to an extent. Um, but it was interesting, but, I mean, just the story of this show from literally jump to, to the end was just insanely high-quality wrestling. Like, Yes, very much so. Because the pre-show was kind of like, we'll talk about it, but like it was kind of like, um, it, it, a lot of the matches were pretty short. It was kind of I'd like say a, it felt of, like a like pre-show. A dark, I'd say it lived up to a name, the uh, like a zero-hour pre-show. It wasn't the best zero-hour we've had with the new Ring of Honor, but we had some decent stuff in there. And yeah, so pretty much, yeah. Let's um, this wasn't the only wrestling to watch this weekend, so. Uh, as you guys, we'll we'll be back on Sunday too with uh, some WrestleMania coverage, and tomorrow for our Eat Sleep Elite version. Which, if you guys don't say this is your first show, what we normally do is an Eat Sleep Elite podcast where we just kind of weekly break down all of AEW. We talk about the weekly Ring of Honor show on there as well now. So, yeah, um, if you guys are interested in sticking around after this, be sure to hit your little follow button on whatever platform you're on because we'd appreciate it. So, I guess let's start it off right. Um, Let's go zero hour, and we open up. Jeff Cobb kind of making his way this week everywhere. We just watched him uh, last night on uh, Multiverse United. He was on AW Dynamite this week in a fun match against Kenny Omega, and now he's on the Ring of Honor pre-show facing Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Um, he ended up picking up the victory here, and I don't think uh, nothing nothing too noteworthy of this match. He won with the tour of the islands and As Jeff Cobb's picking up his win. his win back. You know, he lost to Kenny and so he gives him a win ring of honor pre-show. It makes sense. Yeah. Works out for me. So Rick Abani and Coleman then go to go on to announce that the show will be in honor of the late Jay Briscoe. They throw to a video kind of hyping up Shibata and Yuta. Bobby Cruz welcomes the third commentator for the night. Former ROH world champion, Nigel McGinnis. And you, you've you referenced on here plenty of times when we're talking about pure titles, the matches between Danielson and McGinnis. And I know we both yeah, like. I would say if, if you don't consider it to be Danielson, the greatest pure champion of all time, if it's not you to now, is, you know, like it's definitely Nigel McGinnis. Because uh, so the reason why the pure title was unified with the world title at one point was because of the feud that him and Danielson had. Like that's how it ended. That's freaking cool. 
So, I mean, you know, it's just like um, a lot of history there. And you guys uh, have probably heard me on this podcast say numerous times that I'm, I'm very like hard to please when it comes to commentary. And Nigel McGinnis, those years in NXT, dude, he was the commentator in NXT. I just remember being like, this guy should be on the main roster. And then it was a never big really fan of him. Yeah. Came together for him like that at the right time. You know what I mean? So um, it was cool to have him as a commentator. It was like throwbacks in like a million different ways. And also the, all the history. Yeah, it was, just, it was cool. It's a cool guy to bring out and have him on commentary. I, I thought it really worked for the trio. Of do, you the think, show. do you think we'll have him as a ring of honor commentator potentially? Now? I really hope so. Because like you, like you loved what he did in NXT. Um, another, you know, English guy comes in. So, and, you know, they didn't want two English commentators, so they kind of bumped him off, sent him to 205 Live, and sent him out. So, yeah, um, I, th- I, his voice to me, it kind of, it, it, it brought, it's not like a nostalgic feeling, but it just brought like a warmth, and I was like very happy about it. So, yeah, great call here, bringing him in. And, yeah, so we had Takeshita and Willie Mack, both guys that are getting a lot of work in this weekend. Um, we were just watching uh, Takeshita versus uh, Yuki Uno, and that was a pretty fun match. And, and uh, I saw Willie Mack kind of getting a little getting a little crazy last night at uh, For the Culture. Willie Mack's entrance at For the Culture is so much fun compared to his entrance in Ring of Honor, but that's besides the point. Um, to catch the, the, I mean, again, I think he the way he sets up the Blue Thunder Bomb is just truly one of the fucking best. I, I love his. It, it just every time he hits it, and it doesn't matter if it's on a big guy like Willie Mack or someone smaller, it always just feels so powerful. And he ended up winning here with the uh, Shining Wizard. So, yeah. Or he run, he run with the Running Knee Strike. Uh, Mac hit a Shining Wizard that really set up a cool spot. You're a Shining Wizard. <laughs> uh, Willow, Willow Nightingale picked up another win, beating Miranda Alize. And and I think you and I correctly predicted uh, last week, we're like, uh, Miranda's probably going to be on the roster going forward. The fact that they use a zero hour... Should probably confirm to us. Yeah. 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 Right at the contract, TK. Stu Grayson defeated Slim J. Uh, a little surprised by this result, actually, but it made sense after uh, because they are setting up Vincent and Dutch of the Righteous uh, have returned. And they this, are now. Yeah. The, the, I think the crowd was very confused by this because it was on the pre show at the very end and they were just like, huh? They're like, oh, what's going on here? So. We'll probably get a little uh, Dark Order versus uh, the Righteous stuff going on on Ring of Honor television. And look, okay. I, I love Uno and Stu as a tag. Get some dorks on uh, on on Ring of Honor television. Exactly. It, it'll work. It'll work. So here we go. Main card. Opening match. Triple A Mega title match. El Hijo del Vikingo defeated Commander to retain. I, I mean, this Ring of Honor has, in their more recent years especially, they've they've had a lot of pride in the Lucha Libre that they brought to Ring of Honor, whether it was Bandito, Roosh doing the world title feud, and you name it, so many luchadors that they've brought in. And Lucha Libre making its way to the new Ring of Honor with Tony Khan. It's just, I love this. And the fact that the AAA mega title is defended on a show where Tanahashi and Shibata are on, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool too, because we we all, we covered pretty extensively last Forbidden Door, why, you know, the, the feuds happening in Mexico were infecting that card. So, but it's nice to see that they it made its way all through here, and the entire card went as planned. And 
I got to tell you, this this match was – I don't even yeah, know where to start. Again, we've had like four or five in the AW Ring of Honor circle. We've had like four or five match of the year candidates already, and we're not even in the fucking – we're just about to be at, at, <laughs> at April. Like, this, this, this was so much fun. They hit their shit. Uh, the table spot, um, I am the table. It didn't want to break. <laughs> yeah, true. I got to tell you though, Commander, man, this guy is – seriously so fucking good too and the way that they embraced each other after the match i kind of felt like that that was a real personal touch like these guys are proud of what they just did they're proud that they got the dude on this stage and i saw a lot of uh lucha fans like very excited that they've been following these guys in triple a and in mexico for years and to finally see it on this big stage and everyone chanting for it it's getting so long this is a this is a good length match everyone got their shit in it was so much fun uh, Vikingo ended up hitting a meteor in the corner before crushing Commander with a 630 to win this match. Any other thoughts you had on this one? And just, we're, we're on a Vikingo roll right now. <laughs> yeah, we li- we've literally watched everything he's done so far this weekend. Like, um, <laughs> the guy is just incredible. I mean, like, um, and so, I mean, Commander was able to keep up in, like, every way, which is insane and reflects on him pretty well. Makes you really want hope that he could sign to AW at some point now in the future even more. Um, yeah, right. And because I don't think there's a shot that AAA doesn't somehow pay, find a way to pay this guy, the, the, this other guy, like a lot of money to keep him forever because they could and they probably should, you know. Um, but like not because I don't want him, but because like he just is that good. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I'd, Vikingo, I'd, if we could always... lock him down forever. I would too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's um, not even done for the night because. He still has to wrestle Mike Bailey tonight as we're recording this. This is insane. <laughs> it's like it, not even over. <laughs> he went out and had that fucking insane match to open up Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, and now he's going to go wrestle Mike Bailey. I mean, and then we'll get into it a little bit tomorrow, but he had a match with Blake Christian on Ring of Honor television that was so much fun. I mean, fucking El Hijo Del Vikingo is fucking making his waves again, this time on another level. So it's really cool. First big surprise of the night to me. I'll, I'll, all right, second, because I'm going to say Nigel was a surprise. I did not see that coming at all. That's true, actually. Fair, fair. <clears throat> ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Title Match, the Embassy defeat AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metal League. I even kind of jokingly said to you at the, uh, before the match started, I'm like, here we go, watching Brian Cage's last match in Ring of Honor. Literally. Uh, Not the case. He's still a fucking champion. Um. What'd you think of the match? And uh, what'd you think of the result? Because I did not see I this mean, coming. You know, at Ring of Honor six man tags are usually pretty solid, and this one didn't really like, fall short or anything like that. It was fine. It was just a standard six man tag match, basically. But like, um, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit above average because it's on pay per view. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, it didn't really do it for me. But um, the yeah, the shocking result of of. Uh, of the embassy retaining here. I guess it's not that shocking. I guess it's just surprising that, um, they, well, yeah. And stuck people have this been match on the paper. You just have them like win quickly. I, I just felt weird. Like it, it didn't quite mesh with the rest of it, but like, I guess what were you going to have? I mean, the weird thing is we, we didn't have, unless he was always planning to have the triple a title somehow on the show, which I wouldn't put it past Tony, but I mean, um, at the same time, like if he didn't know that was going to be the match, he was going to have to have. I mean, there could have been something else that would have also delivered super crazily that maybe you would have had to have something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the logic of having this match if you want to put it in between something insane and something else. You know what I mean? But yeah. Like, 
eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Completely shocked and, about Brian Cage still being a champion, though. Like, what is happening? And not only that, Cage fucking hit the drill call on Metalik and and won the match. So, I guess, uh, I guess he's sticking around for a little bit. Maybe he drops it at the taping, and it, this was just kind of a swerve. But I mean, look, nothing against Cage. I I like the idea of the embassy, especially Khan. I'm a really big Khan fan. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes and see where it plays out. Um, kind of the only bit of news we had from tonight, uh, kind of started making its waves before our next match, and because Fightful Select had reported that some big names were backstage at ROH, and he said he confirmed that Trinity Fatu is backstage at Supercard of Honor, and she apparently took in the Athena vs. Yuka match up close. She's officially done for WWE. She was in town, as we know, for WrestleCon and Wally Mania. So, but that was not the only name. It's kind of crazy that she said she's never going back to WWE. Yeah, we'll have to see what's up with that. And they have also learned that Miro was backstage at the show. So, I mean, that's I, what people are saying, though. That's the report is that she's not she's not planning on going back, and she doesn't want to, which is kind of crazy. Couldn't, yeah. I mean, I guess the, some roads just getting really bitterly, right? So, I guess, I, yeah, and uh, but. What about Miro backstage? I mean, hopefully that's a sign that we we see Miro return soon because he needs to figure this shit out. We need to get him back, especially if he's healthy and ready to go. So, yeah, that being said, on to our next match here. We had the ROH Women's World title match. Athena defeated Yuka, Saka, Zaki. Again, Yuka has the greatest theme in all of professional wrestling. Yep. I don't think this is a debate. Um. I in fact cranked my speakers and perhaps blew an eardrum. I was cr- I was listening to it so loud. No, but seriously, uh, it's good. I, I, thought- I cranked my eardrums and blew a speaker. <laughs> hey, okay. Um, I thought this <laughs> this was a really fun match. This had the hyper intensity that I thought you know we've been we've been getting from Athena matches. She's one of the most compelling wrestlers in all of fucking all of America, all of professional wrestling right now, and. The viciousness of her defenses, man. It's just so good. But yeah, pretty much right away, uh, the doll entrance, Athena just smashed a doll and kicked it off the stage. Um, Yeah, uh, basically they end up getting going. Yuka hits a really cool head scissors, sends Athena to the floor. She hits a step-up cannonball to the floor. Athena tries bailing out through the crowd. Sakazaki catches her, sends her back into the ring. Sidestep missile dropkick from Athena. And then she hits her with a black hole slam. She then catches her leg in the corner, drove her down by the mat of the neck. Sakazaki hit a jawbreaker and followed that with a sliding lariat. I love when she hits that sliding lariat, uh, that sliding lariat for the near fall. <laughs> Sakazaki hit an upkick in the corner. Athena caught her in a head scissors attempt. Athena hit a trio of power bombs for a near fall. She hit the double knee face buster for a near fall. The crowd's going nuts for Sakazaki at this point. She rolled up to the apron where Athena drop kicked her ass to the floor. And at this point, I'm like, damn, they're really going. They're pulling no punches. They're, they're, they're letting it all out, and I'm loving it. She hit a wheelbarrow suplex to Sakazaki on the floor. She tried to follow with a drop kick into the barricade. Sakazaki moved. Yuka then hit a big slam on the floor before sending Athena into the ring steps. She got on the stage, took a long run before hitting Athena with a running Thez press. Back in the ring, she hit a splash from the top rope for a near fall. She then just starts lining up those vicious forearms, setting up her finish. Athena cra- like cracks her with a fucking uh, forearm of her own. 
Uh, Yuka grabs the ropes to break the pin. Athena went for the O-face, but Yuka met her on the top and hit a superplex. She then hit a spinning face buster finish. And then Athena kicked out. Sakazaki went for a top rope splash again. Athena sent the referee into the ropes, took her down with an elevated O-face for the win. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed this match. I've been enjoying kind of the the build we've had where she called her out, like saying, you're hiding from me in Japan. I see your wrestling matches over there. Like, come face I me, bro. I see you doing the wrestling. Why aren't right? you doing that here? That's what she said. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, what did what'd you think of this one? And uh, I guess uh, the Athena reign of terror continues. Yeah, as as uh, Caprice Coleman put it during the match, Athena is the innovator of violence. Um, like I, I love. By the way, I love that Athena in lore and the lore right now. Athena is literally just like a killer that just is like it's kind like just completely like ruthlessly just going through the entire roster, both shows. Beats the just, hell and lays waste to everyone in sight. Literally, just like a <laughs> demon spawned from the from the pain of all of all the loss that she sustained in her early AEW career. It's just like. You know, like, uh, anyway, um, so <laughs> I, I loved um, how they just like, so I was kind of surprised. Is the Magical Girl Splash like a signature and not the finishing move that she usually hits? Or is that usually what she finishes it with? Because I'm surprised that Athena kicked out of that. Um, not uh, many people have. Yeah, I, I think like. we've seen her finish people with it before. Maybe I just so, maybe I just don't know. But I did like the setup for the uh, the sort of off the ropes, <clears throat> excuse me, Eclipse. Or sorry, the O-Face. I still don't like that name. I, whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, it's better than Eclipse, actually, I'll be honest. But, you know, um, but, yeah, I mean, they did a lot of a good job, I should say, not necessarily a lot of, but just a good job of explaining why um, Yuka is so important to Tokyo Yoshi Pro and, like, why she's been, like, you know, um, I guess so focused over there because of how, like, important that is like a lot of people i think sleep on tokyo joshi pro honestly like because they do a lot of really great stuff over there so um i like i like commentary like showing the respect they understand what's going on with that that it's not just like oh who is this random wrestler that they put athena against you know it's like it's actually like genuinely like seems like the commentators are invested in like what's going on with these two you know um yeah absolutely and we like very kind of quickly and just one time they announced she's facing uh yamashita this this Thursday on Ring of Honor. So that's going to be another one. We had Emmy that we'll talk about tomorrow. Tonight we had Yuka. And then next Thursday we're going to get uh, Yamashita. So that's going to be fun. Literally. I mean, it's like, okay, Athena, just calm down. It's okay. You don't have to beat all the – you don't have to have all the matches. Just, just, just calm down. Kind of a cool quote right now from the, the media scrum just popped up on my uh, – I got a notification for it. Shibata said, by winning the ROH Pure Championship – he is one step closer to wrestling Brian Danielson. Uh, Bro, that's been bitch. on my I, dream match list for like the last. I think I just Shibata uh, versus Cat uh, Cassidy, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Right. So I guess if any other crazy notifications pop up, we'll fucking keep chiming in. We'll get some live, some live input right now. ROH. I'm going to go to our second most surprising result of the night. ROH World Television Title Match: Samoa Joe defeated Mark Briscoe to retain. This was he a did not hard, reach for the sky boy. He did not. This was a hard hitting slobber knocker of a match. And I got to tell you, Samoa Joe, the way this match went, I, I thought he looked like a fucking powerhouse winning. And 
let me tell you right now, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe the vision for Mark Briscoe isn't just winning the television title. Is it winning maybe the world title? Maybe it's winning the world championship. Maybe that's where this is going. And because I'm telling you, that's a story I could buy into, especially if we're going heel son of a bitch Claudio, which we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, would you uh what'd you think of this match? Yeah, and I keep the result here Claudio. because I don't think either of us saw this result coming, so yeah, I definitely didn't see the result coming. It's kind of a, it's kind of crazy because you'd think they would, but like I also understand why Tony Khan would think world title, but I also understand if Tony Khan's not thinking either of those things and he's thinking just something else entirely. I mean, I I I could see, excuse me, I could see them taking some time to build up Mark Briscoe as like a serious legit singles world title contender over the course of the next like six months. You know, or maybe not six months. It might be too long. But you know what I'm saying? Like over the next cycle till the next yes, pay-per-view because it'll be a while anyway for Ring of Honor, right? So it'll be even longer than AEW probably. So, you know, like um, it's like at the same time, I really would like to see Mark Briscoe pick up the win here, especially with this also being sort of a pay-per-view tribute show for Jay in a lot of ways because of the Reach of the Sky Ladder match Yep. Um, and him relinquishing the title. But I mean, or the, I guess the titles, I should say. I mean, you know, uh, did did this championship get a new look as well, or did it stay the same? Yes, this one got a. Oh no, this one stayed the same. Sorry, my brain. Okay, was and like, we also my, didn't. Uh, yeah, title. we should acknowledge that they they did pretty much. Okay, so all, all the ones. I mean, this one looked good anyway, so that's fine. Um, but well, a bunch of new championships tonight that we'll talk to as we as we get to them. I guess like yeah, the uh, which is also really cool, you know. Yeah the the women's did get an update. So that one was looking nice. And then the pier and the the world and tag, which we'll jump into here in a second. But yeah, I, th- I like that result. I thought this was uh this was pretty surprising. And I mean, Joe hit that Joe hit went for that muscle buster. <laughs> Briscoe fought out, hit a boot that sent him to the mat. I thought he, he went for the froggy bow. He got a close near fall, and I'm like, okay, here we go. He's gonna set up the J driller. He does that. Joe powers out again. I'm like, okay, here we go. He countered the cutthroat driver locked in the coquina clutch, sent Briscoe up and over with a sleeper suplex before locking in the clutch again, and Briscoe passed out. I mean, you got I gotta tell you, that was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was very shocked, but it was beautiful. Okay. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Daniel Garcia. The Rizzler. Last, the Rizzler. And he, he got a little Riz action in this match, I gotta tell you. But uh last oh, yeah, that's night, in my notes for sure. Last night we watched uh, Tanahashi wrestle Mike Bailey on Multiverse United, and I, that was such a fun match. <laughs> what, what, what we're trying to tell y'all is that we've been we've been dropping through the excuse me we've been dropping through the multi like we've the incursion has hit us in the face and now America Chavez is taking us portal by portal through the dimensions. <laughs> I think I think tomorrow we'll spend some time talking about some stuff we love from these shows, but while we're going through it. Tanahashi and Mike Bailey was fun. I mean, honestly, that match was a lot of fun. And I think Daniel Garcia and Tanahashi was a lot of fun, too. They let Daniel Garcia do his thing. And they they let him sell like a million bucks for Tanahashi. I thought the Euro wrestler chants were very, very fitting for him being on Ring of Honor. He's embracing this character, but everyone also knows how great he is, right? So, uh, yeah, pretty much here. I had I had something I wanted to mention about this match, but I completely blanked. So, uh, what did you what did you think of this match? And uh, I guess the result here of Tanahashi getting the win over Daniel Garcia with the uh, high fly flow. Yeah, 
not surprised that the Tanahashi won here. Um, obviously, Daniel Garcia is not at that level yet, but he will be one day. Um, but I'm just it's it's crazy to me, Charlie. That like this is what I wrote in my I'll just read verbatim what I wrote in my notes. I just can't believe this match even was like, while I was this by my reaction while I was watching it. I can't believe this match is even happening. It's insane to me that he can face stars of this caliber at this point. That he's at that level because of his association with you know guys like Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Sorry, association with himself. No, uh, uh, Brian Danielson and uh, and um, now he can wrestle guys like Tanahashi because of being associated with Jericho and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's like I it's it's like a because uh, he's one of our guys you know what i mean but it's kind of wild when one of our guys has a match with like arguably one of the greatest japanese wrestling stars of the last 20 years if not longer you know what i mean like yeah we have <sighs> three of our pillars wrestling tonight and if this is your first show with uh you know uh, of eat sleep elite we we established and i believe in like our third show i'm gonna eventually one day go back and get the exact date uh because AEW is talking about how they had all their pillars, and we we're like, "Well, fuck it, we got to create our own pillars, the foundation of the future." And it was Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, and we'll get into Dante Martin in a second. But hoping, you know, I, I meant to say this at the beginning of the show. My God, we're hoping the best for this guy because what happened out there did not look good, and we know we got stretched off. So. As of right now, maybe maybe you guys will listen to this tomorrow and all the information's out there. But as of right now, we don't know what happened. And all we know is it didn't look good. And some people, like I, I believe uh, that something you were saying, you saw from Meltzer, it was, he was talking like Joe Theismann bad. Like this is people, some people are very, very worried about what happened to him. Um, But yeah, Tanahashi picking up a win on Ring of Honor. Are you kidding me? Ladder match time. Lucha Brothers are the new ROH Tag Team Champions. They were the first announced. And, you know, I think all the shit they did in this match, I thought, I think they fucking earned it during this match if we're just keeping it, uh, putting it in a vacuum and talking about through the match. But, um, yeah. Any, uh, any certain things from this match kind of stick out to you? And, any pairings you thought you, you really liked? Here? I, I really liked the Roosh and Mike Bennett thing they did. Yeah, where they good. kind of addressed that those guys had a program in the past. And they said, you know what? This ladder is very important. These titles are important. But I still fucking hate you. But I hate so, you, you son so, of a bitch. So yeah. we're going to get off this ladder at the same time. And I'm going to start beating the hell out of you. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, I like Aussie Open versus any of these teams. Please oh give me God, them yeah. versus Lucha Bros next. Can that be the title match? Can that be the next title match? Please. Yeah, we got babyface champions. Please. So we made some we made some switches tonight to get some babyface uh, champions because we were all heel going into this pay-per-view. Uh, I'm sure Aussie Open versus Top Flight, the Kingdom, or Jalistico and Rouge would also be awesome. I, I, like I said, I like Aussie Open versus everybody. Um, Lucha Bros versus Kingdom could have some have some gas to it because, you know, they could yes. probably cut some good promos. Um... And also, you know, they're also obviously already Ring of Honor. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you couldn't go wrong using any of these groups together. I really want to see LFI doing something after this, though. So I don't know. Maybe maybe them. Agreed. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And uh, God, yeah, I mean, this I think what I what I wrote here was nonstop action. I literally wrote the same thing. What the hell? There was just it was literally nonstop. 
whether it was Jalistico hitting some crazy shit on Dante Martin or uh, Aussie Open kind of – Aussie Open were kind of the ring generals of this match. They were the ones kind of setting yeah, everything up. Yeah, I put up. that in my notes. Off rip, they went on, They went insane. They just started beating everyone to shit. They were like – Yeah. <laughs> and Matt Taven, uh, I, I love – because you know what? Not many commentators would do this, but Ian Riccoboni always, always lets everyone know that Matt Taven is a very, very decorated champion wrestler in Ring of Honor. He is a big deal in this company. Do not forget this. And I thought, oh, yeah, I good. like the Ring of Honor. Anyone that even if he was like a one off champion in a time when there wasn't a lot of guys like he probably was, you know what I mean? Which I'm not saying that he didn't earn his championship. I'm saying I'm, I'm guessing if Matt Taven was world champion, there was a lack of guys. You know what I mean? Like, like I had no idea Roosh and Mike Bennett had that program together. I had no idea. Sense. There was a time when Ring of Honor was really strapped for talent at multiple times. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and the fact that they did that, I thought Jalistico, who's had, you know, in some matches, he's had some crazy spots that didn't go the way he wanted. I think everything went the way he wanted here. And like, I'm we with forget you. that the kingdom were considered super legit in Ring of Honor sometimes. Like, that's... oh, absolutely. I, I even messaged you before this. I'm kind of getting vibes. I thought they were winning. They, they could have won. That would have made a lot of sense. Going into like, the match, Honor, if, I, like... if I absolutely had to pick, I was picking the kingdom. And it didn't work out that way. But we have babyface champions. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't think their feud with Top Flight's continuing right now. And let's hope that Darius doesn't get sidelined. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, let's get into that now. I mean, basically the end of the match here, I'm going to kind of cover the last little section here and we'll, okay. we'll go from there. So Jalisco sends, Fletch, sends Fletcher off the apron into the announce table with Arana. I thought that was a cool little spot as all the shit fell on him and we lost commentary for a second. Yeah, um, literally. I don't know if that was like, if they just purposefully cut it off or if it like yeah. actually went out, but either way, that was good. You know what I mean? The Kingdom then double-teamed Jalistico with Matt Taven sending him through a ladder with a splash. Roosh sent Davis into a ladder with a German suplex off the apron. Jose and Alex Everhantes get into some fisticuffs. Dante Martin tries fighting off both Lucha Brothers, but Penta eventually sends Dante off the ladder bridge through four tables with a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it seemed like, I mean, I don't want to speculate, but it seemed like it basically broke the dude's ankle, you know? Yeah, it seemed like something went bad. And Dante was, we know now immediately, like, they kind of, they, they stopped showing the cameras over there and he got stretchered off. The Kingdom tried fighting off Phoenix, but Phoenix fought them off and grabbed the titles to win. So the Kingdom were the last ones in line there. So again, we could see that, that program happen. After the match, Mark Briscoe and FTR raised the arms of the Lucha Brothers. It made me really happy seeing FTR there. We're going to find out Wednesday what's happening with them. So. True. <laughs> but they leave my, their AEW contracts just to sign with Ring of Honor. I'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> but my God, uh, Dante Martin with that absolutely ridiculous, crazy spot. It didn't go as planned. And sometimes that happens. And all right. I got, know, I got, I got, I, there's a, I got, I, okay. I was just looking to see if anybody had like an official word on what the injury was. And this is the post that I see, Charlie. We ha- I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to say who posted it, but this is literally what Twitter post says beyond tragic a needless spot that has resulted in a gruesome injury. I mean, it, it, it was a big spot that fucking got someone hurt and he never want to see in it all way, And in all likelihood cut short the promising wrestling career of Dante Martin. What are you talking about? What? Well, let's not start assuming the guy's done, but, you know, as, again, the human body works in mysterious ways. He might be completely fine, or he might be completely fucked. We don't know. (laughs) Again, 
we're hoping the best for him because we love Dante Martin. Dante Martin had the most wrestling matches in AEW last year. He's had a lot of matches this year. So he clearly gets a lot of work in and just hoping the best for him. Okay. ROH pure title match. Katsuyori Shibata. Shibata defeats Wheeler Yuta, who came out there with John Moxley to win the championship. Um, is it safe to say the story of this is Wheeler Yuta got way in over his head? He wanted to call out the legend because he was beating all his trainees and beating all his dojo men. And he ended up realizing, oh shit, maybe I'm not a legend killer just yet. He'd been toying around with his opponents, showing proficiency in the pure style. He got this big head, made a challenge to a man better than him and found out he made a massive fucking mistake. Uh, I thought this was a really cool, like, chapter in the story of what Wheeler Yuta and the Pure Championship is going to be. Because I I don't think he's done with the Pure title yet. I think this is, we're going to be continuing this now with Yuta and Shibata. I think at the end, the end result might be he eventually overcomes the legend. We'll see. But holy shit, Shibata's in the ring. He's holding a Ring of Honor championship. Fucking ROH Tony Khan. Just, you know, he said, he just he just made the next chess move to AEW Tony Khan, right? <laughs> it, it, Tony Khan's like, I can't get competition from the WWE. Fine, I'll do it myself. Fine, I'll do it myself. But uh, what did you think of this? I mean, Nigel McGuinness with so many cool calls during this that it just made me so happy that we have him here to call this. And, and yeah, after we get your thoughts, we'll run through uh, Wheeler Yuta's second Ring of Honor Pure Championship reign. The uh, which has also been as insane as the first one. So this, the the mat wrestling transitions were super smooth. Love that stuff. You know, you guys know me. Uh, I described uh, Shibata's strikes as heavy metal. Um, I think that's accurate. That's a nice touch. Yes. Um, Wheeler did end up using a low blow at one point, which got nephew Yuta chant. And then that unleashed the chops of destruction from Shibata. So, you know, after that was pretty much aces. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, that was the, – the fuck you, Yuta chant was pretty good. I got to say. I got to say there. Um. Okay. His Ring of Honor Pure Championship run here. This was his second run. It was not as long as his first. This was a 112-day run. But he had four successful defenses. Again, he won it at Final Battle, loses it at Supercard of Honor. So he had a, he had a nice little run here. He wins it off of uh, Daniel Garcia. And then at the Jay Briscoe Tribute and Celebration of Life show, he defeated Hagane Shino, who had a nice little run there for a second. With uh, He was the guy that broke Kenny Omega's uh, first match, first singles match since his return. We then jump to Ring of Honor, Honor Club. He beats Timothy Thatcher, which we both really liked. Clark Connors, again, calling out them dojo guys. Uh, Leon Ruffin, which was very short, and that kind of set up a a thing of, you know, I am this fucking good, which we'll jump into that uh, tomorrow. And then he loses it. So four successful title defenses, which is the most since Josh Woods had the title. So that's pretty cool. And uh, (laughs) what do you think overall of the title run and any of the matches stick out to you? That you're like, yeah, that that's the one I'm remembering from this run for sure. Or are we just going to remember the Shibata match? I mean, I think the Shibata match is definitely going to be up there. Um, I Wheeler, I think it's I think it's less so the matches and the sort of like 
level that Wheeler wrestles at that we that I'm more impressed with with this title run because I think he genuinely did something that I don't think anyone has really been able to do since Nigel McGinnis and Brian Danielson, which is elevate that title and mean something more than just a like weird side title with weird rules, you know, like. I think I think it matters now, and I think the fact that a guy like Shibata even wants anything to do with it says that it does. You know, and now he's holding it like this is so cool, man! This is so cool. God, Ring of Honor is so fucking cool right now. Like, I don't Ring think of Ring of Honor is. I, I think it's it's in a really healthy spot. And <laughs> Ring of Khan, Ring of Khan, and we got a cool we got a cool world champion, which we're about to jump into. I am just very, as you guys can tell. I mean, I'm just very very happy with how this show turned out. Even if maybe some of the results didn't go the way I wanted them to, you know, if I, and, and that's not, that's, that's what's so fun about wrestling. Sometimes you don't get, you know, the exact fantasy booking that you do in your head, but you still end up liking the show and what came away with anyway. So pretty much then they start going down the card for dynamite next week. If we which, fantasy book the way I do in my head, orange Cassidy will be world champion right now. Exactly. And I might have, I might have him face fucking Yamashita for it. Um, but Hell no. yeah. <laughs> we got Sammy Guevara versus Commander announced, Hook versus Ethan Page, and they announced that Ring of Honor world title would be on the line. Miyu Yamashita against Athena. Fuck yeah. Um, so, again, uh, just before we leave this pure title and go on to the world, we were kind of talking last week, like, hey, if he puts this title on Shibata, it's not the craziest thing because all he has to do is fly to Orlando maybe once, twice a month. To, you know, go there and work. And then that's it. And Shibata can make that schedule work. And son of a bitch, if we get Shibata versus Danison out of all of this, count me the fuck in. Absolutely. Main event time. Claudio Castagnoli defeats Eddie Kingston to retain the ROH World Championship. <sighs> that's got to be like an ASMR sound of this pot at this point. Me, me, me rubbing the hands together when it's a fucking banger. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh wow this this was a fucking story right like you felt every single punch in this match and just just the fucking opening tackle like i was like eddie just gets it like if you hate the guy you you know if you're a wrestler like eddie kingston and you hate that son of a bitch you're in the ring with as soon as that bell rings you're jumping down his throat like that's what you're doing but I just I got to hear your thoughts on this because we we haven't even talked about this match yet. What the what, what did you what did you think of this? And Claudio retains. What the hell? Whoa. So much history here. He's so much a feud that has been left without an ending since like two thousand and like eleven or something like that. Like I, I have to check the date on that, but like two thousand and like fourteen at the latest. I'm guessing. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah. So we're talking like almost 10 fucking years ago that this shit took place, you know, if not more. And it was not left in a place that was a good end. I mean, it was it was an ending, but it wasn't like a good ending because they obviously had more that they could do. And they had to let a lot of that aggression out in this match because I'm sure they'd been thinking about it. I mean, there were probably times when Claudio was locked up under contract at WWE and Eddie was still, you know, killing it on the indies. And he's probably just wondering like, I wonder if I'd have gone down that path where I'd be now, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's so fitting for on this insane card that Tony Khan managed to like put together, which 
I can't believe we just watched. It's still, it's still. I'm. Just, I was in shock from the announcements that were going to be on the card. I'm in shock from watching it. I'm. We're reviewing it right now. None of this seems real, Charlie. Like, what is what? What? <laughs> what portal did we fall through that we get that we got this as Super Card of Honor, and we we have double or nothing in like eight weeks or something like that or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just. I am so glad of what of what <laughs> this has become. And we I'm get WrestleMania you. like. Two days from now, like, well, I guess tomorrow as well. I mean, it, <laughs> my brain is completely broken at this point. T- take take the reins for a second, because I've I my brain is literally breaking. Yeah, real, th- real I mean, this was this was his first like full year of having Ring of Honor. Right? Was this match? Was this pay per view? Tony Khan booked the last SuperCard, right? And that was that was the final event under the Sinclair Group, like. That was the three-month hiatus. It was entering a new era. And there we had a lot of title changes. You know, FTR won the titles. We had Mercedes win the interim title. Suzuki won a title. Yuta won a title. And then uh, Jonathan Gresham won the undisputed Ring of Honor world title. And it's just like, flash forward a year later, he's had his hands on it. He's only had Honor Club for five weeks. I can't wait to see what he comes up with a year from now with all these stars he's developed. I mean, you can go back to when Wheeler Yuta beat Josh Woods. Wheeler Yuta was, was starting his reign here, man. And now like this is, uh, I'm, I'm just so happy of the current state of ring of honor and, and what we're getting from here. And I think you covered it all. I mean, whether it was Claudio kind of, he was, he was almost like chicken shit for like a second. And then he like snapped himself out of it. Like, no, what am I doing? Fuck Eddie. Uh, let's go, Eddie. Fuck you, Eddie Chance. I thought we're pretty good. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. But yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, Claudio hits the neutralizer. Kingston kicks out at one. He uh, Claudio then rebounded with a massive uppercut. Kingston kicked out again. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. We're building up to it. He lays in the heavy uppercuts. Went for the Ricola bomb. Kingston rolled through into a pin. And then Claudio rolled into a pin of his own. Stole the win. Retained the title. I mean, I, I I sincerely hope this is not the last we see of these two in the wrestling ring together. Right? This story is not done. It, it, there's just no way this story is done. So, but after the match, Wheeler came to the ring to help Claudio up. They cornered Kingston. Shibata made his way to, to the ring to even the odds. They had a tense stare down, and Claudio and Yuta left the ring. Kingston grabbed the mic, said, fuck shit, motherfucker. Said, we got a minute. <laughs> said he isn't going anywhere, and then he's still be coming for Claudio in that title. Wow. Um, I am feeling very, very happy following this show. And I know you are. And I guess uh, now we look forward to the next set of tapings, right? I mean, basically, yeah, because we're going to have a lot of these people that, you know, I mean, it, it, there's going to be so much fallout. I mean, I mean I, I'm excited to see who Athena's going to face next because, to be frank with you, I liked her match with Yuka, but I really wish we could have gotten somebody actually having a feud with her on Ring of Honor television, you know? Um, ultimately, you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, I just, I wish Yuka could have been available, you know what I mean? Like, but she just did, wasn't for whatever reason, you know, like. 
Yeah, we just didn't get the the television feud we were hoping for. Yeah, I which, agree with that. Which we can lean into a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, pretty much everything up in the build to this was pretty insane. And then, like, the last-minute matches were just insane. And, I'm yeah, like you said, I'm just really excited for those next tapings. Yeah, so I think that'll do it for us. And, yeah, uh, be sure to check out Eat Sleep Elite. That'll be coming up probably tomorrow afternoon in your feeds or nighttime, depending on where you live. And yeah, uh, thanks again for hanging out. If this is your first time checking us out, we got a Twitter, Eat Sleep Elite. Simple enough. If you pop on there, you like the show, give a follow. We always follow everyone back. We're trying to build a wrestling community there. And we got our own Twitters. You can follow Garrett at Bain Duke. You can follow me at O Charlie with an X instead of an A if you're interested. And thank you very much for hanging out with us. And hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as we did. So take care, everyone.